Hello, everyone, and welcome to Devotional Life with Paul and Jeannie. We're glad that you're here with us today in this devotional time where we turn our thoughts, minds, hearts, intentions towards the Word of God and towards God himself. And we're moving along in our series on Moses, which is a fun person to think about and to uh, spend time learning lessons from. And so, Jeannie, I know you're excited about this one, so why don't you tell us where we're at? Okay, well, we ended up last time with uh, Moses on Hallmark, <laughs> as you said, which was kind of fun to think that Moses actually had an uh, opportunity to have a family, a wife, kids, a great father-in-law, and have a, a long time and a job, <laughs> although he never owned his own business. He, he was a shepherd for... Um, his father-in-law's sheep, so he really never owned anything himself. What a contrast from what he had before. Uh, he was a runaway. And um, I think it's fun to know that, once again, one of the leaders that God is developing is a shepherd. That just seems to run through the scriptures. Jesus called himself the good shepherd. We know that David, he was a shepherd boy all those years out there. And to study the way uh, sheep think and live and how to protect them and guide them, uh, Moses was going to have a lot of sheep to do that with when he came through this test out in the wilderness. So um, where we're at now is taking a peek at maybe some of the things that was on the Lord's heart with developing Moses' character. We know that he ran away from Egypt, that he tried to take things into his own hands. He worked with his own power instead of waiting on God. And uh, that needs to not be in a leader. A leader cannot do their own thing, right, honey? Absolutely. In fact, what I find interesting is that Moses was beginning to do what it was that God had called him to, which was to be a deliverer of his people. But like you said, uh, if you're doing it in your own power, it's not going to turn out well. Right. So um, we know that uh, we can do things our way with our strength, but it's not going to turn out well, like you said. And um, so as Moses spends his time, this 40 years that we're going to find out that he's going to be there, and the training that he's going to be having Moses go through, uh, I it seems like with all the servant leaders or anyone he uses, God uses, he's looking for somebody whose heart is yielded to him and trusts him and obeys him and not themselves. They're not independent of God right. to do God thing. You know, they're very, they find out how dependent they are on God and it's a joy to be dependent on him. In fact, I would go even one step further to say God's kids are all being worked on in one form or another to get us to that exact same place yes now, how long was moses out there shepherding 40 years 40 years so <laughs> uh the lord apparently had to do 40 years worth of work <laughs> on right. moses to get him to the right place as well as giving him a time to be blessed and grow and sure um, it's we're not saying it's a misery to serve god but no. even uh, in the training time because we're always in training yeah God accomplishes, I guess what I want to say is that God accomplishes a lot in our hearts 
in those quiet times right. when it's just you and him. You and him. That's what I was thinking also when he's out in the desert. He removed him from all the noise and the clamor and the riches and everything that was pulling out him that he was used to. And he put him in a quiet spot, especially out there with those sheep, no one else to talk to, so that he could really hear God's voice, which he learned how to do. And I was um, came across Deuteronomy 8, too, which I thought was pretty cool, because in Deuteronomy, when Moses is with the sheep out in the desert, and they've you know, left Egypt and all that, he tells them in Deuteronomy 8, too, and you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness. Now, <laughs> they got led 40 years. Well, God's heart towards those people that were in the wilderness for 40 years being led, that was God's heart towards Moses. So Moses has yes. already learned this, what he's going to tell them in that 40 years that he was there. Now it's their turn to learn these same things. And coming straight from the Lord, it says that he led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to do what? To humble you and to test you. And to humble is not to beat you up, but it's to get you to recognize that apart from God, you can do nothing that's worthwhile. Right. And so that's the humble place you come and you recognize God's greatness. Nothing lasting, nothing of true meaning, nothing of eternal value. Right. And, you know, uh, that you're the created being and he is the creator. And it says, and test you to know what is in your heart. I thought that was really interesting. And I know sure. that's what happened to Moses and that's what happens to me. And that's what happens to you, especially when we give right. in to yield to a sin or a weakness or whatever. It comes up to the surface what's really in our heart. And the Lord wants us to recognize that so that we will give it to the Lord and beware of the next time we don't fall to the same thing and we depend on God more. And it says, whether you would keep his commandments or not, verse 3 so he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So that, again, speaks of total dependence on the Lord. Sure it does. And that manna came once a day, spoiled. You couldn't use it the next day. Every day you had to go right. get And this, if you supply. don't know God's love, this could sound overbearing and controlling on God's side. But it's not. It's for our own good because yeah. he loves us. He's trying to lead us and build us and use our life. Yeah. I mean, a very simple illustration of that is how often do you have to fill your car up with gas? Uh, you don't have to do it every day. But if you began to be upset and say, I can't understand why my car won't run without gas. Well, you're meant to run on the love of God. And we have that unique, wonderful, blessed opportunity to get filled up on the love of God every single day because God knows what we need. Guess what? He made you and knows what you'll run on, and it's your relationship with him. And what you had said in your last sermon was that God, Jesus didn't come to forgive our sins, number one. He but, came to have yeah. relationship. The goal of the gospel, the goal of the gospel is not the forgiveness of sins. It's the vehicle that gets you to the goal of the gospel, which is a relationship with God. Right. And so we can look at these things, uh, being arrogant, not humble, uh, having things in our heart that 
need to come to the surface because that keeps us independent and so we need to recognize that and to trust him for one day at a time and to follow through with what he's asked us to do with his commitments. All those things clear the path so we can stay connected to this God who loves us and have our life fulfilled. So if you're in a place right now where it, you would call it a quiet place or maybe even you might call it a dark place, call on God because he can do great things when he's got you by himself. Opportunity to hear his voice. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity today to hear your voice and to turn our thoughts towards you. Father, would you bless my brothers and sisters with the greatest blessing of all, which is a close personal relationship with you where you fill them up with love every single day. For we pray these things in Jesus' wonderful name. And all my dear brothers and sisters say, Amen. God bless you. See you soon.